0: Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla la wa man yudlil fala hadiya la wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها أما بعد فإن أستقال الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار. Indeed the praise is for Allah. We praise Him, we seek His help, and we seek His forgiveness. We seek refuge with the evils that are within ourselves. We seek refuge with Allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, no one can lead this person astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray, then there is no guide for him. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah who was along with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallam is the servant of Allah and his last messenger to all of mankind. O oh, you who believe, fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with, and do not die unless you are Muslims in the state of Islam. O oh, mankind, fear your Lord who has created you from a single person, and from that person created his mate, and from them too scattered countless men and women throughout the earth and fear Allah from whom you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you indeed Allah is a watcher over you O you who believe, fear Allah and say that which is correct and upright in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins and whomsoever obeys Allah and his messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement as to what follows certainly the most truthful speech is the book of allah and the best guidance is the guidance of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. and the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters and the religion and every newly invented matter in the religion is innovation and every innovation is going astray and every going astray is in the hellfire Allah Azza He mentions That which reminds us Of the importance Of seeking the hereafter And the blame Of chasing after The life of this world At the expense of one's deen As Allah Azza wa Jal He states dunya wal wa abqa." Rather, you prefer the life of this world Meaning you prefer the life of this world over the hereafter Even though the hereafter is better and more lasting This statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rather, you prefer the life of this world This is a statement of blame Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala criticizes those individuals who prefer this world, which is a temporary world, over that which is lasting, over that which is permanent and forever. And this is why Allah follows up the statement with, however, the hereafter is more better, or the hereafter is better and more lasting. The hereafter is better than the life of this world and the hereafter is more lasting than the life of this world the life of this world ikhwan is for us to use to get closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the life of this world is not a permanent abode and never should we behave as if this life is a permanent abode and this is why there is the reminder throughout the quran and a reminder throughout the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam of the hereafter Because when we are reminded of the hereafter We put things in the proper perspective So the Prophet وسلم, he mentioned حادم اللذات Of Kamakala Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said remember abundantly, meaning a lot. Hadimilat. Remember abundantly that which cuts off the pleasures. Hadimilat meaning death. Death cuts off the pleasures of this world. Ektiru Dhikara Hadimilad. Remember abundantly that which cuts off the pleasures So when a person constantly remembers death This will cause the individual to put himself in a position Where he is preparing himself for the meeting with Allah Subh'anahu wa ta'ala. And this is what's most important That we are constantly in the state of preparing ourselves With meeting Allah Subh'anahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet wasallam at one point he forbade the Muslims from visiting the graves. And the scholars they mentioned that was because they were new Muslims, and from that which used to take place in Jahiliyyah was shirk at the graves. So visiting the graves and going to the graves was prohibited in the beginning of Islam to cut off the practice of the shirkiyat at the graves. But then after the Muslims became firm and strong upon the deen, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was given permission to visit the grave of his mother. And he visited her grave and he began to cry. But he was not allowed to seek Allah's forgiveness for her because she died upon shirk. And as he was sitting at the grave The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa He said to the Sahaba an I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves He said I used, to prohib- I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves But now visit them now visit the graves. Why? For indeed they remind you of death. So when we visit the graves, we visit the graves to make dua for the Muslims who are in the graves. And the second reason for visiting the graves is to be reminded of death. And if there are no Muslims in the grave, we can still go to the graveyard that's local. For the purpose of remembering death Being reminded about death Why the reminder of death? So that we can be prepared to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa Alhamdulillah was-salatu was-salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Ajma'i Amma ba'd Remembering death is a theme that we find throughout the Quran a theme that we find mentioned often by the Prophet Muhammad Remembering death is something that changes the behavior of the Muslim It causes the Muslim to put things in their proper places But those who are heedless and do not think about the meeting with Allah You find that these individuals, they live life as if they are free And that they are not servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has prepared For those who want to live life As if there are no boundaries And there are no rules and regulations Allah has prepared Punishment in the grave as well as punishment in the hereafter in the hellfire And both are mentioned in the text The punishment of the grave and then the punishment in the hellfire and this is to put fear into the hearts Of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because some people It's not enough for them to encourage them to do good. Some people have to be threatened with punishment in order for them to get their lives together. Some people have to be afflicted with calamities in order for them to get their lives together. Ikhwan, take heed to the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take heed to the words of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How do you want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment? The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi mentioned ما Indeed the slave, he's resurrected on the Day of Judgment in the state that he died in. If you die upon obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will meet Allah as an obedient servant. But if you die as a criminal, you die upon disobeying Allah, you die upon doing wrong. When you are resurrected on the day of judgment, this is how you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a wrongdoer, as a criminal. As one who lived his life upon corruption. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful. Without a doubt. Arhamar rahimeen The most merciful of those who show mercy. But don't forget that Allah. Also is described as being Shadidul iqab He is severe in punishment. Don't just think about. Receiving the mercy of Allah Allah is our rahman Allah is our rahim He will forgive me Allah forgives all sins Yes, this is true Say, O oh my servants who have wronged themselves Don't despair from the mercy of Allah Indeed Allah forgives all sins Yes, this is true but Allah also mentions in the Quran in the Allah Shadidul and Indeed, Allah severe in punishment. So, yes, we have hope for the mercy of Allah, but at the same time, we also must have fear of the punishment of Allah. We can't just live off of hope. We can't just live thinking that Allah is going to forgive us because Allah forgives all sins. We have to remember Allah's punishment. And this is why the Prophet mentioned death and remembering death. And death cuts off the pleasures. And death cuts off the pleasures of life. Yes, we hope that Allah forgives us because every one of us, we make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. As the Prophet mentioned, "Qul bani Adam all of the children of Adam, they constantly make mistakes. That's us. Every last one of us in this masjid. No one from amongst us is free from falling into mistakes. But look what the look what the prophet mentioned. But the best of those who constantly fall into mistakes are those who constantly repent to Allah, return to Allah with repentance return to Allah, seeking his help to do better. We can't remain in the same state day in and day out. No change, no progress. The more we live, the further we get away from Allah. The more we live, the closer we get to shaitan. We have to change this habit. We have to change this course of life. Because one day will be our day that we have to leave and how many from our loved ones have already left and they're gone and they're not coming back how many of the people who used to pray with us in this masjid they're gone and never coming back and all they have is that which they sent forward for their lives in the hereafter so remember death don't think you're going to live forever, no one lives forever Everyone must die Every soul shall taste death And then to us is the return This is what Allah mentions We have to go back to Allah Life is not forever in this dunya The hereafter is forever So we rectify what's here in this dunya, as it relates to our relationship with Allah, then our hereafter will be rectified. Our hereafter will be rectified. Whoever enters into the paradise of this dunya, which is the worship of Allah, and having a good relationship with Allah, this is the true paradise on earth. People think the paradise on earth is having a lot of wealth, having expensive cars, a lot of material, But it means nothing if your relationship with Allah is not good Now if you have a good relationship with Allah Along with the worldly possessions Alhamdulillah Allah has given you the best of both worlds But what good is the money? What good are the cars? And the fancy clothing, and the homes, and everything that we do To attain these things Disobeying Allah for them These matters will not help us against Allah on the Day of Judgment on the day, no money is going to help. On the day, no children are going to help you. Except that a person comes to Allah with a pure heart, a sound heart, a good heart, a heart that was connected to Allah in this dunya that carries over to the hereafter. Just like. Your bad deeds follow you, so we have to make a change for the better. Fix our relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That doesn't mean you live as a poor man. It doesn't mean you seek your livelihood. That doesn't mean that. But don't give precedence to chasing after this world at the expense of your relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. <laughs> وَسُبْحَانَكَ لَهُمْ وَبِحَمْدِكَ أَشْرَفْنَا لَا إلَهَ إلَّا أَنْتَ سَتَفْرُّكُ وَاتَبِعِينَ أَقِينُ السَّمَاءِ